Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. Today is day three, and we're wrapping up our topic this week. And the topic is, of course, what you're going to do to revive a stale listing. And I love the feedback we're getting from all of you really appreciating this content. Um, and you're using it two, of, two different ways. If you're an existing listing agent, you're using this information to make it so that your listings don't expire on you, which really was the original motivation for Julie writing this content for you. And the second thing is for all of you who are hoping to become powerful listing agents and you want to go after expireds, you're also now starting to see all the cracks in the, you know, the mountains and the roads and the walls around these, you know, supposedly well-established listing agents. You can see where a lot of them have been negligent in servicing their sellers and how you frankly can exploit some of those weaknesses. That wasn't our original intent, but based on the feedback, that's how most of you are seeing this as us giving you the cheat code to go out and win expired listings. That's right. And, you know, some of those sellers that have expired listings will actually say, you know, my agent just seemed to lose their enthusiasm for it. They just, I haven't heard from them in a while. Or another common thing they'll say is the only time I ever heard from them was trying to beat me down on price. You know, all of these things happen. That does not mean that it is an unsellable listing. So this podcast series has been about how to revive a stale listing. It is really important to understand though, this the listing process that Julie and I teach you guys in Premier Coaching, right? The first part is proactive lead generation. The second part is pre-qualifying. So after you proactively lead generate the lead, generate the lead, which is the easy thing to do with expireds because they you know identify themselves, themselves. Use Red X, the link below to join Red X for and get $150 discounts down below. They provide you with all the fresh expired information. So let's say you followed our system, you've a set you've set up the appointment, you've got you're about to go on the listing appointment. Before you go on the listing appointment, you have to pre-qualify the seller. And if they're an expired seller, the questions are the same as if they're a new one, but the expired seller is going to give you new, better information than, say, a first-time seller. Uh, when you pre-qualify the seller, and you are, uh, you, then you send our pre-listing pack, and then you go on the listing appointment, the combination of all these things, one thing builds on the other, builds on the other, builds on the other, they will result in a crescendo of success for you. And that's really what the whole listing process is supposed to be. So proactively lead generate, pre-qualify, present, then obviously negotiate, uh, and close. And Julie will also add in there furiously fast lead follow-up. So when you make that contact or then they contact you, make sure there's no delay in the amount of time it takes for them to get back with you. Or you get back with them because it really does matter. Urgency is oftentimes psychologically one of the key determinants as to whether the seller is going to keep the listing with you or list the house with you once it expires. Very well put. All right. So part three, now, remember, part one, it was re-examining, uh, analyzing the situation, doing a new market analysis. Part two was upgrading everything and really making sure the home is showing in its best light. Now we're talking about part three. It's all up to you. Take action. After you've done everything we talked about in the past two podcasts, number one, schedule two open houses immediately after you've done everything we've discussed. Use our open house checklist so that you get great attendance, more leads, and perhaps even sell the house yourself. The other reason you're going to do open houses immediately is, again, focusing back on that seller who has been expecting you to do all of this. 
and they do understand open houses. You know, most sellers are glued to HGTV and Bravo and they think, you know, the open houses are really critical and they are, especially in a market where you don't have tons of inventory, an open house done right really can cause you personally to sell the house and also generate lots of leads that you didn't have to buy. Julie, I'm going to share with you a message I got from Instagram. And I thought this was, I know a lot of people deal with this. So there, the agent wasn't saying, the agent was recognizing the opportunity in expired. They'd done the homework. They realized how many expired there were in their particular market. I think it was Wisconsin or something. I don't remember. But they actually were worried about how the previous listing agent would perceive them and how the overall community of agents would perceive them if all of a sudden they started listing other agents' uh, sellers and other agents. In other words, they thought somehow the market was going to perceive that they were pirates and somehow taking something from another Mm -hmm. agent. And after all, real estate's all about cooperation and all the rest of it, right? They were 100% focused on the wrong thing. The right thing was getting the listing sold. So I asked them to actually look at it from a very analytical perspective and remove their emotions. So I asked them, what would be, what was the average sale price in your market? What's the average commission in your marketplace? How many expireds were there in the last 180 days? And this was the first time the agent had ever looked to see how many expireds. They're now having the epiphany what a huge opportunity expired listings can be. And then I said, so how many of those listings would you have had to sell to substantially improve the lifestyle, the frankly, the financial security of you and your family? Like how many of those, how much money would you have had to have made? How many listings would you have had to sell? And it was like eight. It was nothing really. And it was a huge difference. And I said, so if six months ago, if you had actually gone out and listened and taken activity or taken action on what we're saying, and you'd listed eight expireds and you would achieve this financial goal, would you be still worrying about the perception of the other agents, what they do or don't think about you? And they said, no, of course not. Because you'll actually have trans you you've actually changed your wiring and you're in alignment with your highest and truest purpose, which is being of service to the, you know, your buyers and sellers. Your job is to get listings sold if you're going to focus on being a listing agent. And when you see yourself actually succeeding at that at a high level, I assure you the things that you think are important that you're using as an excuse not to take action on the things that Julie and I share with you on our podcast and certainly in Premier Coaching, they will not even be anywhere in your orbit anymore. You won't even remember having those thoughts. So whatever excuses you're giving yourself, you got to remember what's your what's your job as a real estate professional to serve your seller. But what's your job as a human, right? It's to take care of you and your family. So are your thoughts leading to you helping more people, especially your family, or are they moving you away from that goal? Your job is to get homes sold. Your job is to make sure that you're making lots of net profits so you can take care of you and your family. That's what the you six months ago wish you today would have done. Yes. Well, that's a very interesting dive into mindset potential issues that some of our listeners might have. I like the point that you made about how many of them do you really even need, keeping in mind that the average commission these days is right around 10 grand. So uh, for that agent that needed six to eight, that would have made you an extra 60 grand, 80 grand. Maybe Maybe your average sale price is double that, even twice that. This is the blessing of home price appreciation, inflation, et cetera. Your commission is also inflating. And by the way, the prices that these listings expired at six months ago when interest rates were higher, those prices might be right as rain now because as interest rates adjust down and buyers return to the market. Very true. You know, as we go through these points, Julie, I I don't know. Honestly, I've I've kind of given up on my ability to uh, get these guys to understand how simple real estate actually is. 
mm-hmm. because the world, the people, the vendors really, yes. you know, want them to believe it's really hard. Yeah, you need a, a double opt-in mouse trap and, and you know all these things. And, and here it is, we're presenting to you guys, and the, the backbone of this the past three podcasts is essentially going after expired listings. So simple to do, so uh, such a simple process, and your brains, for whatever reason, want to make it more complicated than that. It can't be that easy. Well, yeah, sure as hell is. <laughs> you is. just follow the process. You do exactly what we tell you to do, and you're going to start taking listings, and you're going to start making money. You don't have to buy buyer leads. If you're a listing agent, you have to, uh, I was going to say beat the buyers off of the stick. That doesn't sound right. No. It doesn't translate well. But you're going to have to beat the buyers off of the stick if you have a single listing. Shooting fish in a barrel is what I would say. Oh, that's say. nicer, right? And yet some of you are so willing to pay 40 50% for a stinking buyer lead. Yuck. Go take a listing, and you'll have more buyer leads than you'll know to do with why are you making it so hard why do you believe that you have to suffer the dignity of essentially buying buyer leads and you know waiting and oh i have to build a database all i have to have 17 million people in my crm i have to build my brand i have to do all my marketing didn't you get into real estate to actually help people uh, you know buy or sell real estate and make money why are you procrastinating that you, what your original goal was because you're believing that it's supposed to be more complicated than it is. The reason the real estate, in our opinion, is the best entrepreneurial, you know, small business you can actually start or be successful in is what we're telling you now. Real estate is the simplest business you can actually get into. The inventory is out there. You don't have to pay for it. You don't actually have to make a product. You just have to help people essentially accomplish a goal that they've already said that they want to sell. And with expired listings in particular, it's they. what do you know? You know they're willing to hire an agent. You know they're willing to pay a commission. You know what the price isn't. Hopefully, you've got some feedback on why the listing didn't sell. So I want you to use this information, existing listing agents, and those of you who have listings and you're living in fear of losing them, and those of you who are thinking about becoming listing agents, this should all be incredibly motivational for you because you should all be feeling the incredible excitement. You can hear my voice. This is sincere, right? And Julie and I don't even have real estate licenses, or Julie does, but I don't. We don't even list houses anymore. Uh, I sincerely feel the excitement for you and hopefully it's transmitting through the wires of the internet. So you then will give yourself permission to finally release the inner highly successful person that is latent and within all of you. Well, I heard that was excellently put. And I think a lot of your enthusiasm isn't just from a coaching standpoint saying, hey, this is a fantastic opportunity. We actually did this. We lived it. We broke into New Albany Country Club. We tripled our average sale price. By doing a combination of everything that we're talking about here, expanding our center of influence, we've done lots of that uh, previous podcasts, doing killer open houses in a market where open houses were unusual, and prospecting expireds so that you could take on a listing that, I mean, I remember some of our early listings in New Albany Country Club. We never would have been the first agent on that. We had no business being in there. We well, didn't have that center of influence, but they weren't going to relist with that agent that failed. Our first year in the business, when we were in our early 20s, we did our first transaction when we were 23. It was a personal transaction, but you know we sold over 100 homes. So our first full year in real estate, we sold, including pendings, 103 homes. How did we do it? By doing exactly what we're telling you. Yes. We weren't wasting a lot of time on anything other than getting ourselves directly in front of the people that already had their hands in the air saying, yes, I want to sell my house. For sale by owners and expireds. And I would say 50% of the time, those same for sale by owners and expireds wanted to buy a house. So we would take their listing and then we would sell them another house. And in between, we would do things like open houses and prospect around them. The listings create the opportunity to have more opportunity. Right. Why do you guys want to make it so complicated? Do you think that uh, sellers 
are like, you know, you go and have direct contact with a freshly expired seller. Do you really think they're going on your Instagram and seeing what you had for lunch yesterday? I mean, laugh at yourself, but mostly give yourself permission to not prioritize those passive lead generation activities anymore. There are all those passive things are there to reinforce the proactive lead generation. The proactive lead generation is where the money's at. Always has been, always will be. Where the control is. Completely. And it's where you're going to get the ultimate sense of really personal satisfaction, but really to Julie's point, control. Every one of you who are doing passive lead generation, will the postcard campaign work or won't? Will the buyer lead you know, thing I'm doing work or won't? Will the branding work or won't? Will the this, that work or not? What will work is when you work, when you're actually doing the work of real estate, which is directly uh, contacting, proactively lead generating to the people that already want to sell their homes. So why do you make it so complicated? Ask yourself that question. It's because you don't have the confidence because you know you don't have the skill. Once you have the skill, by the way, don't get the skill and then have the confidence. You, you earn while you learn. So learn while you're actually doing the work. That way you can actually earn. You get it? Don't wait. You don't have to graduate from high school uh, before you're actually able to, you know. Read. Read. Exactly. <laughs> yes. you can, with us, we want you to learn and earn simultaneously. Be excited about this, guys. For many of you, this is going to be the single most a significant thing you've ever done professionally when you finally give yourself permission to release the inner beast and become a powerful listing agent and stop making real estate so damn hard. Yes, very well put. So part three, we're talking about taking action to resuscitate stale listings. First point was the open house point. We just talked about that a lot. Point number two, again, after you've done all of the things that we talked about in the previous two podcasts, market the listing locally using WhatsApp groups, neighborhood Facebook groups, and agent Facebook groups. Make sure you're putting it out there on all of the different places. Don't just rely on, you know, Realtor.com and all of the rest. Make it very local. I have many examples, especially on uh, WhatsApp and Nextdoor.com of our coaching clients highlighting their listings, highlighting some uh, pictures and amenities and all those things on those more localized groups because those are the enthusiasts for those neighborhoods. But understand what Julie just said. This is the, what she's describing is marketing an existing listing looking for yes, buyers, but also other sellers. Yes, exactly. So don't think, so if you guys want to know why a listing did or didn't sell price condition locations, those three things, right? Price condition location, ultimately price overcomes location and condition. What she's now explaining, and hopefully you understand this, is the seller's going to be expecting you to do the things that she just said, and you can show the seller that you're doing the things that she just said. They will appreciate that. But you should know by now that at the end of the day, it's price, condition, location that gets a listing sold. You can you you can have the best listing, best location, um, but it's 100% overpriced and do all the marketing in the world and it's not going to sell. You guys get it? You can have the worst listing and the worst location and the worst condition, but you price it correctly and it's going to sell. <laughs> These are just called facts. So the marketing that Julie's describing right now is designed to, yes, placate the seller, true, and also for you to show prospective other sellers that you go above and beyond to get- You're your, proactive. Exactly. You're actually prospecting for future sellers when you're doing this type of marketing. Very well put. And all of my examples, it's like you were reading my mind, our coaching clients have said- you know, I, I, I remember one in particular, an agent in Louisiana, and she had just sold a home in her neighborhood, which is like a five-year-old um, kind of previously new construction neighborhood, hot market, hot price range. And she put it on the neighborhood.com thing, and her message was just letting the neighborhood know the good news is I sold this house right away. 
Uh, the bad news is there were four other offers and there were four other buyers who really, really want to be in this neighborhood. So I'm just letting you know, in case any of you are thinking about selling this year, I probably already have somebody who wants your home. And within 24 hours, she had her next listing. Um, that's awesome sauce, right? And you know, we have on our website uh, for Premier Coaching, a lot of examples like that. Mm -hmm. Another one of the things you can do, and this works all the time, is to do a good old fashioned buyer's, uh, seller's wanted poster. I mean, so this was a marketing gimmick for sure, but it was a fun one. Yeah. We would make a, a flyer, an eight and a half by 11 flyer. And when we had five or six buyers that were looking in a particular area, our buyer agent staff would say, we can't find homes for sale or whatever. We would get a little brief descriptions on each of the buyers. So, and then we'd make a flyer. So maybe there were five examples, family of four relocating from Atlanta, looking up to seven fifty. Want to be in this division, this neighborhood, looking for these amenities, whatever. And, you know, buyer number two, buyer number three, buyer number four. And we would then ask the sellers that if they were thinking about or if they knew of any of their neighbors that were thinking about selling to give us a call because these are the buyers we had actively looking. And guess what would happen? The sellers would call. And most times, which is funny, they would actually call and say, my neighbor's thinking about selling. Yes. That's what we got a lot of, which mm -hmm. is interesting. Bird but dog. that is a very powerful way of showing again the sellers in the community that you have buyers that are looking. Your marketing when you're a listing agent is oddly enough, not really going to sell the listing, price, condition, location will sell the listing. What you're really doing is you're selling yourself to future sellers about why you should be their listing agent. Well, that's right. And anything that you create like the wanted flyer, you can also translate that over to social media. You can make a video about it. You can do all of that great messaging. I'm thinking about like Kristen Holly in, um, in Texas. She has this great string of all of this experience where she's done basically the wanted. She's become a matchmaker for, I, I want this neighborhood, but I want to build in this neighborhood. All right, well, in order to build in this neighborhood, I have to sell my previous house in this neighborhood that's smaller than what I want to build. Okay, so then she goes and sells that. She turns them into a build client and then lather, rinse, repeat. But that's, so she's an example and there's like Jade Mills, uh, who we've had on our podcast before, Ben Salem, you know, all these top agents that are in these very expensive markets. That's how they do business. All the time. They, they all have essentially, these aren't listings, they're pocket listings. Don't start thinking nefarious thoughts. Nope. They just know the market. They know what their previous, uh, you know, clients may or may not be interested in selling. Maybe they're not interested in selling, haven't even expressed interest in selling, but they've got a tennis court behind their house and they're not using the tennis court and then happens to have a great buyer that wants to buy a house only with a tennis court. And Mr. Seller, if all the numbers made sense and we found a place for you to go, would you be interested in selling this house? Because these guys want, you guys get it? Matchmaking. Matchmaking. That's how, when you actually are in the market, not hiding behind a keyboard, not trying to perfect your CRM or your drip campaign, you're actually having direct conversations with folks. If you want to do all that passive stuff, go ahead and do it. But it will never, in a billion years, no matter how much AI, AGI, and whatever, you know, alien, you know, landings we have, whatever, none of it's ever going to replace direct communication with sellers. The more other agents lean into all the tech stuff, the more relevant and powerful agents that are really willing to do the real work of real estate and having these direct, you know, orchestrated, scripted, let's call it what it is, professional level conversations with sellers, you're the ones that are going to control the marketplace. And if you don't believe me, look to see who the top agents are selling the most expensive listings in your community or other places. And you're going to see they do do the marketing and not maybe to the extent that, you know, you might think they do, but they will do it. But they're doing it with the idea of attracting future sellers. But 99% of their business is going to come from what we're telling you, which is proactive, direct communication. Now, again, these podcasts are designed, these last three days, were designed to help you retain your listing if you are you know have a current listing and you're worried about getting it sold. Or if you're planning on, you know, 
going after expired listings or any listings in general. But I am hoping, and Julie and I are designing what we're saying around the idea that you should be you know, vibrating with us about the reality that there's a huge opportunity for all of you to become listing agents. And the more people believe that it's complicated, more of your competitors believe that becoming a listing agent, let alone being successful in real estate is, is uh, complicated. Thus, they make their lives and their businesses overly complicated. The more opportunity there is for you. Very well put. So point number three, again, about taking action once you've done all of the things, shoot a video highlighting the home and post it on your social media, send it to your database, send it to your top 20 realtor contacts, especially realtor contacts who you know show a lot of property in the areas that you sell. When I say shoot a video, I'm not talking about going out and getting a whole bunch of expensive equipment and a videographer. Some of you, that is appropriate. But if that's not in your wheelhouse, you can use your iPhone. You can still get it out there. You can get it to your database. You might be surprised who would be a potential buyer, which is point number four. Who do you know already in your database who would love to purchase your listing? That person or family could be your replacement listing. You were talking about being a matchmaker. So have you actually prospected your own database with your listing? Maybe they're not online all the time on Realtor.com, but they've always wanted a house with a scenic backyard. Could be hitting the jackpot. All right. And then our last and final, but probably most important point about taking action is number five. Discuss all of your proactive steps with your seller. Get an extension to the listing if necessary and or an extension plus a price adjustment. Be sure to present a new net sheet with any price changes, especially significant ones. Notify all previous showing agents of the price improvement and set up new showings. A lot of this work that you're doing to help get your listing sold or to take over it and expired and get it sold, you know, you know you're doing it. But don't assume your seller knows unless you're actually discussing because you don't want yourself to be the next, you know, expired listing agent. Well, so uh, in Premier Coaching, there is an exact day-by-day plan what they should be doing to get the listing sold, but also to communicate with the seller. The seller's 12-week action uh, communication plan. We're going to give you some advanced coaching now. Those of you who are about to, you know, essentially take the journey with us and become powerful listing agents, or you're already listing agents, but now you really want to take it to the next level, you will oftentimes, when you're especially talking with expired sellers, don't be surprised when you come across an expired seller who knew their house was overpriced, Mm -hmm. who was more than willing to have priced it correctly, um, but they didn't out of, I know this sounds crazy, but you will experience this because they were pissed that their, their, you know, previous listing agent didn't call them. Yes. That happens all the time. We used to hear that when we took over expireds. And I remember even one time they, they said, because my agent only talked about price nonstop and didn't, you know, didn't even, you know, give me any other things to improve or any new marketing or didn't even want to do an open house. He, I remember he said, I didn't want to give them the satisfaction of a price reduction, Yeah, which, or, which was, you know, counterintuitive to his goal, but still he was pissed about the fact the agent only wanted to talk about price. It was doing, yeah, that's an amiable holding a grudge if there ever totally. was one. But all these little nuanced things are what you're going to have to learn to be a very powerful long-term listing agent. And the market is leaning towards agents with skills. Agents that, you know, are sort of flippity jibbity, like, look at me, I'm famous because I got a lot of followers on Instagram. That did work for a while back when buyers and back when sellers were falling out of trees, right? It was like a cold day in Florida when the iguanas were falling out of trees. <laughs> right. You'd Frozen hear a iguanas. thump, a thump, right? Frozen iguanas. Uh, for those of you who don't live in Florida, that actually happens when it gets cold in Florida. The iguanas will fall out of trees because they go into a, 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 a st- they don't die. They're just basically asleep because the cold air makes them sleep. <laughs> <I know. laughs> anyway, 
Um, it's, it's not funny if you live in Florida and you got no. hit in the or head. Or if you're the iguana. <laughs> well, totally, right? But look, for all the rest of you, you need to realize what a tremendous opportunity it is because there is this huge skills deficit in the marketplace. So many agents were spoiled by, didn't realize that in the last 15 years, if you've been successful, go you. You can be successful in the future. But what you're going to have to do is going to make a huge difference or you're going to have to change what you do to make a huge difference. Uh, I'll give you a, actually a personal example. Sure. Carrie Shaw, mm-hmm. uh, $732 million in 2021. Yeah. She has a team of like 60 or 80 agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most successful agents in the history of real Certainly. estate. She's part of our EXP Realty family. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, they have a huge database, over a thousand people that they're dripping on all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back when the market was where everything was selling, it was different. Interest rates were lower. Buyers were buying just because they had massive fear of missing out. Sellers weren't that particular who they were listing with because they knew it was going to sell itself with multiple offers. Everything was different. Well, what she was smart enough to realize was the market's changed. I need to change. So she put all of her team on the phone, mm-hmm. actually calling. Imagine that. All those, right. All the people in the database. Mm-hmm. And what they're looking for is even this, I think it was a database of 1,200 people. Wow. And almost all of them were quote unquote buyers. Mm-hmm. She's calling and she's then finding out which of those buyers actually have homes to sell. And then she's starting to create, obviously, a list of prospective sellers. You guys get it? So if you have, if you're trying to adapt your old system to the new system, do what great agents like Carrie Shaw are doing and start calling people, having real conversations with folks. If you think like, for example, well, Tim, that's not efficient. That's one-to-one. I want one-to-many. All these types of things are defeatist thoughts in a marketplace like this because the market wants direct communication. And you don't need many to accomplish your financial goals. You're going to be able to, for the most part, if you guys sell 10 houses, 20 houses, 30 houses, 100 houses, all of that can be had virtually hassle-free with you being a proactive lead generator that's going to be enhanced by passive lead generation. Approach the business like that, and you're going to all of a sudden start feeling the clouds clear. You're going to start feeling like all the things you spoke, you were been you know told to worry about and told to focus on, you're going to realize as soon as you take your first expired listing because you called the seller and you used our script and you realize, frankly, how much opportunity there's out there, you're going to be gleeful knowing how, frankly, bright your future is going to be and give yourself permission to forgive yourself for having made it too complicated in the past. Well, as many of you have, and I think that was very well put, I, I as you were talking, I was thinking about what a huge blessing the scalability of expireds is. So I was thinking about agents who, you know, they, they know that they're, you know, they're on track to do pretty well. Maybe they've got some past clients that are going to transact this year, and, and maybe they're going to do a handful of fairly predictable deals, maybe even one or two a month. So that agent can increase their business. Let's say that they do just one expired listing every other month. What is that going to do for them? It's going to increase their income 50, 60, 70 grand off of just a handful of expireds adding this new skill. Now, here's what usually happens. And I see this with coaching clients all the time, that that was their initial goal. I'm just going to supplement. I'm, I'm going to try and pick this up and, and maybe do an expired now and then. Okay, great. What happens is those of you who get really good at it, start to get addicted to it and you scale it up. Then you say, I wonder if I could take one new expired every month. I'm going to add that. I know I've got a good past client thing going on and maybe I got some referrals, maybe now and then I pop a deal from an open house, but I'm going to go after it one expired a month for 12 months. So Julie and I started coaching full time in like 2002, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was in spring of 2007, Julie decided she's going to get a real estate license. Mm-hmm. And we knew, again, again right. Well, it's, I'll tell you why. It's because our coaching business was doing great. 
the, you know, everything was going fantastic, but we were worried that we were losing our edge. <laughs> we were worried that telling other people how to do it is not the same as doing it oftentimes. And we wanted to make sure we could still do it. So Julie got an, a, um, a real estate license and then we started calling, guess what, expireds. And in that one week, it was like seven days. And we called, I think, for four days every morning. We, Julian ended up basically uh, taking enough listings that from, and we were just doing this as a test, just doing this to make sure that we didn't lose our edge. Uh, guess what? She made over $100,000. It was like $130,000. And guess what? They're all from expired listings. They're all from basically knowing that the other agents in the marketplace, you know, frankly, weren't calling. They didn't know how to overcome yeah. objections. That was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, and we did. And that, it was fun. And after that, we hadn't listed another house. We just did it just to make sure yeah. we still had, had the bite. We to stay frosty, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but I think you demonstrate the point that uh, you can make this scalable. And once you get good at it, it's almost like well, I, I tell our coaching clients it's a secret power to turn on the listing spigot. This was not in our market. This no. was in a completely different market. Portable this, skill. This was a market where we had no center of influence. No, this was, right. uh, you know, that's. We didn't sell real estate where we were living. We moved out of Ohio because we didn't want to be in the winter anymore. And we moved someplace warm. And this whole experience I just told you was completely with no uh, groundwork, no marketing, no advertising, no nothing. That's exactly what we did. That's true. We, you have a call with a gal who's in Pittsburgh and she's listening. Yes. And now, so she, this is something, I don't remember her first name. You uh, might. Shauna, I think. Well, I have two that I'm talking to. Okay. So I, you have well, so she, she is, yeah. and she wants, to, she's considering having you as her elite yes. coaching client. Mm-hmm. Your, your guys are going to interview yeah. each other. Yeah. Well, one of the things that she said is she doesn't want to live in Pittsburgh anymore. Mm-hmm. She, her uh, kid is 18. She uh-huh. wants to move to Florida. So she's going to move to a market maybe where she has no, you know, no ground game. Right. Well, guess what she's going to do? She's going to start going after expired listings. She's going to have a, you know, get a Florida license, get some expired listings, build some inventory. And she's going to be able to move from one market to the other with no disruption in her income. You can do that when you're a proactive lead generator. You can do that when you actually know how to convert sellers to you being your sellers. I mean, this is the skill set that once you guys have, you're going to have freedom that you won't have otherwise. Well, that's right. And I, I have uh, another coaching client come to mind, uh, Jenny, who lives in um, Hilton Head. She did not grow up in Hilton Head. She moved there, if I recall correctly, from Maine. And so she, she doesn't have a huge base of past client center of influence. And now we're building her center of influence and she's building her past clients. But meanwhile, we're turning her into a listing agent. I really feel like this is a secret power once you get it. Those of you who are not going after it right now, you're delaying your success on that. All you need, I see this all the time, all you need is one great expired victory. And I would say the same thing about for sale by owners and some other things, but especially expireds because they're so obvious. They have their hand up. They, uh, they're willing to list, as you said. And the cool thing about expireds is most times you are not competing against who you normally would have as the frontline original listing agent. That's an advantage as well. In other words, you're not the most sellers are going to list with the centers of influence past right. client. Which, if it's you, that's great. But, yeah, right. Yeah. But if that center of influence past client agent has failed to sell the house, your biggest competitor is probably already being ruled out as the next listing agent. Which is a huge advantage, especially to those of you who are breaking into new markets like Jenny, who you know doesn't have baked in deals because she grew up there. Um, we did it uh, breaking into New Albany Country Club, where we just moved across town. You don't have to move different markets. Some of you are selling in certain zip codes, and the ones next to you, you've always wanted to have a listing. You want to have a listing in that neighborhood. You know you can do a lot of business from that. Well, 
find an expired. That's all it takes. How many of you are like listening right now and you're thinking, I would love to move to Florida or I'd love to move to someplace else, but I have so much marketing and branding in this marketplace that I'll never be able to break free. This is just where I was born. This is where I'm going to die. My flag is planted. But you don't want that. Julie and I were in that exact situation. Yes. We were in the exact same situation and, you know, we knew that we had portable skills. We knew we could go to another market. We knew we could, and that's what we did. We did that uh, when we were in central Ohio, we moved to a normal price range to an upper end area. And then as I just explained to you guys, we knew then when we moved to a very expensive area in another part of the country, we then were able to apply those same skills Then it worked. The skills that you learn prospecting normal price homes actually work when you're price prospecting expensive homes too. It's all the same. It is. And I really, as you were talking, I was thinking about how many coaching clients we've had uh, come to us through the years that their spouse got relocated. Yeah. Okay. And I really, military, uh, military especially, I really feel for you guys that are subject to having to move to a new market. And if you're somebody and you know that your, your spouse, you're probably going to have to move. This is one of the most important skills that you can build because you're all of a sudden going to be transplanted. I mean, it really, I almost feel like it should be required even to have a real estate license. You should be required. You should have to know how to generate business to have a real estate license. It's just a survival skill. Well, you know, it's don't build your castle on land you don't own. And that's yeah. unfortunately what happens when agents buy buyer leads. 100%. You know, you, you're essentially always going to be beholden. You're never going to have that sense of freedom. The sense of freedom is what all of you truly want. Why did you get into real estate? Why did you take all the risk of being a commission-only salesperson? You wanted the freedom of time. You wanted the freedom of being able to earn as much money as you would allow yourself to earn. You wanted freedom, right? And yet some of you are now less free than you ever have been. It's because you haven't given yourself permission to learn the skills that are necessary for you to earn your freedom. That's just the truth. But that's correctable. Hell yeah, it is. And it's fun and it's exciting. It is. It gives you power. It gives, I feel like a Red Bull commercial. It gives you wings. Well, nothing excites me. Like when I'm trying to find motivation for whatever, Mm -hmm. I I just, all I got to do is tickle the inner uh, expired listing. You know what I mean? I, I or just going on a listing appointment. Nothing's sure. more fun than going on a listing appointment and taking the listing. I totally I mean, agree. I, honestly, I wasn't even like after that, once it sells, okay, great. Of course it's going to sell. But the greatest real excitement for me personally was going on listing appointments and winning. And if I had competitors, which I always did, mm-hmm. I love competitors. I know. Well, it's because you had the skill. Yeah. You yeah. Know. And, and that, that is, it's interesting. Um, you touch on something that we see a lot in coaching is that transformation from somebody who knows that they've got to get the skill to build their confidence and maybe they haven't been proactively generators because they're almost afraid of success. What if I do, you know, what's going to happen when I set that expired appointment? I'm not really sure how to handle it. And then they go through that transformation. They earn while they learn. They upgrade their skills and they get those victories. I love those calls because they're like, oh my gosh, it really was that simple. I, I followed the system and it worked. Your brain is rewired. It totally is. And then your job is to stay in momentum and take it as far as you can. And that that's really exciting to see that confidence level that they develop. It's, are, it's like a totally different agent. We are watching Wizard of Oz with Zoe. <laughs> Zoe just turned 10. And you guys remember the Wizard of Oz. If you've never seen it, you've got to see the movie. Uh, but anyway, so it starts out the in black. The original one. Yeah. You're right, the original one. It starts out in black and white. And the one that was made in the 30s. Mm-hmm. This is the first color movie. 
Um, anyway, so then it goes to color all of a sudden, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's magical. It, that's it's so black and white and dreary. And Zoe was totally uninterested and like looking for excuses to go do something else. And then boom, as soon as it's in color, she was totally locked in and watched the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a big fan of those. What are those little the, the grum, munchkins? The munchkins. Yeah. <laughs> but that aside, yeah. that's how a lot of you are going to feel. You're going to have feel this burst of color when you lock into what we're saying because you're finally going to be in alignment with your truest purpose, which is being of service to others. Mm-hmm. But you're going to start feeling a sense of freedom that only comes when you can determine your own future because you have the skill set. You've earned the right to be free. That's what really what we're hoping all of you take away from this series of podcasts and all of our 2000 past podcasts, which by the way, guys, thank you for keeping this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. If you've not done so yet, your homework is, number one, definitely go back and search to see how many expireds are in your market the last uh, 180 days. Number two, join Premier Coaching. The link is below in the show description or just go to premiercoaching.com. And number three, please do give us a five-star review on iTunes and let the world know why in the, you know, when you're leaving your comment in, in the iTunes review, what specifically you like about the show. A lot of you comment about the fact that we help you feel motivated, we help to give you a sense of direction, we'll let the world know so then iTunes will cho- uh, choose to share our podcast with more agents in need. Help us be in alignment with our highest and truest purpose, which is being of service to all of you, and we will keep you guys on track as well. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.